to the listeners, welcome. Welcome to Misinformation. A love story. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Ashley. Together, we fight misinformation. Indeed. At By night. Because it's cooler. Yeah. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about the strikes that are happening in Hollywood. Yes. Um, and I was really excited to do this because I feel... You know that I love entertainment culture yes. and celebrity culture. And I feel like I'm constantly defending that because, I mean, it is pretty toxic. Celebrity culture is pretty totally. toxic. Yes. But I do love the artistry of movie making and all of that stuff. And I do, there are certain celebrities I do really like. And I feel like all the time people just, you know, they sort of frown at that community but there are also people that absorb so much content like shows and movies and it's like if you don't like celebrities and you don't like actors and you don't like this shit then stop watching movies like if it right. really bothers you so much you know um because they become a part of our lives because we live through entertainment and all of that plus i really fucking hate people who are like i don't like then I don't like celebrities. I don't like them. I'm you. Yes, everybody does like celebrities. It could be an, a singer. It could be a football player. It could be whatever. But like, don't tell me for one second. I don't like celebrities because <laughs> deep down somewhere you do. It's not cool to hate everything. All right, bro. I have to send that message along to some of my family members. It's so like I I get into so many arguments and it's usually dudes who are like, I don't like celebrities. I really don't. We have a lot of money. Uh. And I'm like, but you watch movies. Yeah, but me. And then finally, I ultimately get them to say something about a celebrity that they like. Like, like the last one is a basketball thing. And I was like, asking questions. really Christians. like Joe Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> then I'd be like, well, then you ate or you love bad celebrities, obviously. But no, I think that I and what I also love about Hollywood is that whether it's through movements that it's going through or the movies and the stories that you see from Hollywood. I do think that it, entertainment has such a power to like push issues forward, to bring light and representation to groups that would not have it. I remember when the writer's strike happened before, I didn't really know a lot about the condition for writers. I didn't understand what they were, you know, what the strike was about until sure. I actually did you know did some digging at the time and realized that the conditions that they're expected to work in aren't very reasonable right they get a very 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 small slice of that pie mm -hmm. and so i love what's happening i mean i hate that it has to happen but i love that both unions in hollywood the biggest uh sag aftra and um the wag excuse me the wga is what i meant to say are coming together to really i think ensure that workers are being paid fairly. A lot of like famous celebrities have even come out and said, this is not about me. I'm doing very well, but there's so many others in this union that aren't being paid what they should. And so I wanted to talk about it. And I also think that there's a lot about unions, things that I don't know, mm -hmm. because fun fact, Arizona is not a union state. No. And so I've never worked in a state where with a union before. And so there's a lot about unions. I don't know. And I think that we're going to explore some of that too. Hell yes. So do you want to like, I mean, what are your thoughts like overall on what's happening with the strike? Are you for, against? Absolutely for it. I think everybody should be in a union. If you are a worker, you should belong to a labor union. Yeah, I know. I love that. And again, I think what, you know, what we see in Hollywood does eventually spread to regular life. Like even during Harvey Weinstein, mm -hmm. which was, you know, this 
what was that 2017 and it was like everywhere and even at the award ceremonies these people are showing up in black and solidarity against uh you know this sort of abuse and this sort of me too movement yeah and even at the time artists were saying like yeah we've experienced this but if we've experienced this we are in the public eye constantly and if we're being uh harassed and abused this way how many women in in the workforce out in the world are being treated this way mm-hmm and so it was a movement, not just for Hollywood, but for everybody. And I think this is the same. So we're going to have just one episode about celebrities. Okay. And then we're going to move on. <laughs> I'm just All right. Let's not do it. About. It's not really, but no. a little bit. A little bit. Adjacent. It's celebrity adjacent. It's celebrity adjacent. I would say that's really, really good. So let's start with a little bit about what the strike is for. Yeah. Okay. And we can talk about that. So the uh, SAG-AFTRA, which stands for Screen Actors Guild, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a mouthful. It's a mouthful. Whom Fran Drescher is the is the uh, president of. Oh, I was going to say queen. Queen. <laughs> she, uh, yeah, she is the awesome. nanny. Yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, can we just one second? This might be for two people. <laughs> but Beautician and the Beast is such an underrated movie. <laughs> that movie is fucking hilarious oh have you God. never seen it oh of course i have that movie i watched it not that long ago even it was like this is such a funny clever movie i love it so much watch it it's really good and <laughs> and then watch her speech that she gave a few weeks ago about the strike and then you'll yeah compare. definitely watch that that's hilarious i did not think you were gonna go beautician and the beast <laughs> i know i love it i mean the nanny like what else but she's hilarious and I love all her. right um and so so they uh they came out um you know and and declared that they are uh striking uh now that their contracts are up uh in solidarity with the uh, writers guild of america the wga um who uh started the strike uh, about a month or so before mm-hmm. and the i think ho- they had been going for 70 some odd days at that 70 point. some odd days thank you yes that's right a couple months before the whole point what, what i think what is kind of connected between the two because they're they're sort of striking for different reasons but there is some overlap mm-hmm. and some of that overlap has to do with the use of ai technology totally and that has become such a huge thing in the industry because it really does take you know performances away from artists and puts it in the hands of computer technology now mm-hmm. um, and there's also a lot of argument that that is plagiarism because you have to feed something into the computer to give you a product. Mm. Uh, In fact, Sarah Silverman is suing chat GPT for using her standup and her books as part of a, like a learning tool for, for AI. Um, Oh, interesting. uh, It was uh, as a training tool for the AI technology uh, and she's suing over plagiarism. And so I'm actually for that because I worry, I love that AI technology is here and it's real and it exists. But I worry what it's going to do to, you know, to uh, really heartfelt stories when you're talking about entertainment, but also the jobs it's going to yeah, destroy. I was just thinking the same thing because it, it goes so far beyond the entertainment industry in terms of the number of jobs that it can just evaporate overnight. Right. And I know that people love to, you know, get into debate mode and be like, well, if, it, you know, then those people would just go do more meaningful jobs for society. What jobs? Yeah. Is this somehow creating a new workforce of, uh, you know, meaningful, more meaningful jobs that these people are going to be able to turn to? Because I don't think so. No. And it's so like I can see AI 
being used for calculations, like formulas, like I get that. But when you're talking about using it as an art form, I struggle a lot with that. Because again, I'm with Sarah Silverman, you have to feed something into it, you have to tell it something for it to give you an image. And a lot of times on the back end, they're just plugging in images that other people have already created or stories that people have created. So totally, I worry, but take that, set that aside and talk about again, the jobs that you're going to just destroy. Also, have you never fucking seen Terminator? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's, I love that franchise. When I ask Google to do something for me and she does it, I always say, please and thank you now because I'm afraid. Like I want to come for somebody. Yeah. That's our Google smart home. Mm. We call her Gilly. (laughs) <laughs> and I don't want her to. Okay. I don't want her to get up and murder us in the middle of the night. Yeah, please no. Anyways, um, so <laughs> interesting too. Uh, I wanted to call out that um, there is a, a character who has, I think, a really unfortunate name. Uh, he is SAG after his chief negotiator, and his name is Duncan Crabtree Ireland. Okay. And he uh, made a comment that studios had quote proposed that our background performers should be. Uh, able to be scanned, get paid for one day's pay, and their company should own that scan, their image, their likeness, and to be able to use it for the rest of eternity on any project they want with no consent and no compensation. What the fuck? So I will say that the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, that's who they are fighting, that's who these uh, unions are fighting against, did make a statement that that's not true, that performers would need to approve future use. And that's probably, listen, that's what they said. So let's take that. But I'm also looking at this going, but you are slimy. You are very slimy. I don't believe that for a second. Mm -hmm. This is one step. I mean, the way that we take in media has evolved. And every time it evolves, we do a strike like this. In the 1960s, back when it was just SAG and the Writers Guild both did a strike at the same time. This is the first time since then. And it was for similar situations. They wanted, uh, at the time, they actually wanted to be compensated for syndication and residuals and things like that. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yep. And they also wanted, uh, it did result in uh, union members getting uh, better health care and pensions. And then, yeah, the residual system for uh, syndication with TV and uh, whenever TV aired their movies and all of that stuff, because at the time we had started putting movies on TV. Yeah. And so movie actors were going, Hey, wait a second. I need to get paid for that because that's my performance. And so we had to change the game then. And now what's really challenging is that we've got streaming. Yeah. Streaming is not the same as airing a Friends episode as a, you know, syndication on TBS or whatever, TV, whatever it is. It's something that anybody can sit down and watch whenever they want to. And these actors and these writers are not getting paid. And additionally for the streaming service. So they get paid one time for making the film or the TV show and then that's it. And so that's what the strike is about. It's so messed up because I didn't realize... I guess I never really thought about it. I I thought that maybe it was a different system to work out residuals, but I I and I guess in essence it is, but I didn't realize that that system was paying them pennies in residuals if there were any residuals at all. Right, for the streaming services for you're talking. The, yeah, for the streaming services. If there are residuals, you and I, I think you and I both watched like the same interview with the character with the cast of like Orange is the New Black. Yeah. Um and it's It is so wild to think that that show was huge. I mean, I watched, I didn't watch the last season, but I loved that show for a long time. And to think that some of those actors made money while they were filming it, but then that's it. I mean, and people are still watching that on Netflix. Totally. 
So I'm bothered by that, that you, you know, you worked out a long time ago syndication and you figured out how to make that happen. But these writers and these performers, especially like, I mean, and for anybody out there that's like, go with your actors and they make millions of dollars. Here's a little stat for you. Yeah. You sit down. Get ready for this. (laughs) I'm seated. So currently there are 160,000 artists on strike who are members of SAG. That is just SAG-AFTRA. Only 12.7% of those 160,000 members make more than about $27,000 a year. When you make $27,000 a year as as an artist in the union, you qualify for benefits. So only 12.7% of people in the union actually do qualify for benefits. Yeah. Uh, The remaining 140,000 don't. The median salary is about $47,000. So first off, stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Mm. But secondly, let's talk about the CEO of Disney, Bob Iger, who everybody was so excited when he recently came back. Um, but then now he's making these comments that are that just fucking suck. But his salary is $27 million. That's yeah. his salary. And David Zasloff, who is the CEO of Warner Brothers, is uh, has a salary of $39.3 million. So when you put that into perspective, you have these people that are creating this story. Think of a Marvel movie or Barbie that's about to make a billion dollars. Yeah. I think within two weeks, they're almost at 800, mil- 800 million, which is awesome for women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like, think of all the people that put an effort into that, that yeah. really like they they put, they had to decline other jobs that probably would have paid them more money because they, they signed on to do this one and they couldn't commit to both. And I mean, every decision you make in that industry is a career defining decision. It, totally. It all is. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then you're sitting back making these millions of dollars and you're fighting over what they're asking for, which is not very, um, I don't think it's a lot. I think it's like the writer's guild is asking for like 3% to be like divided up amongst them. And that's it. I I don't think that that's a lot, especially these are the people that are creating stories, not just writing them. They have to be there on set, doing rewrites, doing all of that stuff. So they're really giving up a lot of time for this. Yeah. People who work any job deserve to be compensated adequately and it's become I don't know it's too often that you see all these different industries where people yes the writers you know serve a very important function so do the actors there would be nothing to shoot without the writing that's kind of the writing comes first it's step one um I think wasn't it recently also that production workers recently went on strike like PAs and stuff like that because they're I was once went to kind of an open interview for people who wanted to join this uh, production company that were like, yeah, we'll pay you $250 a day, which sounds good up front. But then they're like, but you're going to be expected to work usually like a, a 12 to 18 hour day every day. And when you boil it down to that, that's you're not really that's not adequate competi- compensation for a 12 to 18 hour day, five days a week. And they're prepping us in this meeting that, you know, it's probably best if you don't have any pets or like a relationship or commitments. Is, yeah. <laughs> or commitments. If you like don't have to do literally anything else with your life, this is a great job for you. And, you know, maybe one day you'll meet Brad Pitt. That was kind of literally what they didn't say, like, and maybe you'll meet Brad Pitt. But one guy was like, I got to meet Brad Pitt. Gross. <laughs> right. Gross. It was a pretty gross meet. I was like, this is you didn't gross. you didn't take it. You didn't know. Oh, I was like, weird. this sounds uh, I have a fucking family like (laughs) i 
have a life. <laughs> the that, cat pukes every day. I have to be there for that. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to decline your job because I have to be, be present for my life sometimes. Right. Any job. And, and it's interesting if you look up, if you try to get into this industry, um, and again, I, I understand it's toxic and it, it, there needs to be changes made to this industry, to Hollywood, so that more changes could be made in the real world. But you can't get in without an unpaid internship. Yeah. And then once you finish your internship, no matter what your your job is supposed to be, you're the person grabbing coffee uh, and doing all this shit. I mean, you really have Wiping to work your ass. Exactly. <laughs> Which we can talk all day long about unpaid internships and how I think that they are just awful, awful and should be illegal. But, I just had to do one. Well, and I think that they are terrible. I will They're tell you right awful. now, if I ever owned a company, I would do paid internships because I think that the last thing I want is a new person who I'm potentially hiring, stressing about their life and their job. Yeah. I would like for one of those things to at least be, to feel a little bit, you know, not so stressful, but whatever. But I mean, it's all about sucking. I mean, these billionaires sucking as much as they can from people because all it comes down to is what they're going to make in profit. Uh, George R.R. R. Martin did an interview, who is the writer of Game of Thrones, obviously. Uh, and he made the statement that um, an unnamed producer that uh, that he had spoken to stated that they plan to hold out until writers begin losing their homes. Yeah. So we have in front of us this strike. It's it, everybody's go, we're all going to be impacted by this movies tv shows are all on hold all the things that you've been waiting for you know the stranger kids people are going to be in their mid-30s the things yes yeah the stranger stranger things kids are going to be in their they're mid-30s all, they're all going to have kids by then yeah they're gonna be a stranger <laughs> uh stranger things parents yeah <laughs> grandparents but they're but they're gonna i mean we're all gonna feel the effects last time that this happened a lot of reality tv show came out tv shows came out because of the strike and all of that. So I do think this is going to impact everybody in a way that they don't, you don't really know yet. The last thing that I just wanted to share about the strike that I thought was, it just sort of added to the frustration is that um, universal. And I don't know if you saw this uh, is actually being accused of maliciously cutting their trees. Did you yeah, see this? Yeah, I did see that. Did you see the pictures? Yeah, I did. It was fucked up. So they cut their trees and said that it was normal. Uh, like landscaping or whatever, normal maintenance. I don't. The tr I have a picture. The trees look disastrous. That yeah, was not maintenance. Buzzed down. They should have just cut the fucking trees down. Right. It would have been a little bit more like, oh, there were the trees were diseased. Yes. Like you could maybe get away with it that way. Well, the what's so the the theory is that they did that to remove shade from the, yeah, the of people course, striking, yeah. right? But then. Even more funny, they're now in trouble with the city of LA because they didn't have a permit to do that. Yeah. And I was like, that's, it's I mean, they're not going to pay, they're going to pay nothing. They knew no. when they did that, that they were going to get in trouble, but they didn't give a shit because again, all that matters to them is the fucking, their money. Stop it. Make me money. Go back to making me money. Yeah. They're like, I need you to work these 16 hour days Yeah, making bunny shit, um, you know, holding coffee for Brad Pitt <laughs> so that I can one day hope to go down and visit the Titanic. Yeah. Yeah. With my four friends. I think that I also heard in addition to the whole tree thing, I heard another studio. I couldn't, I can't remember what, but I heard another studio figured out a way to close the sidewalk in front. Like they barricaded off the sidewalk and then the city was like, okay, well now you're creating a danger zone and we're going to have to build a thing for people to walk on 
in this area because there's no area for people to walk on the public sidewalk. It's it's so malicious. And I just, I don't know what's going to happen. My hope is that these performers can like hold out as long as they can until these guys start losing money. Like I want some of these stocks to drop because I don't want them to win. I do think that you, they need to update their contracts. They need to be extremely reasonable. Yeah. And everybody, everybody in the country should really be focused on this too, because if they're able to get away with this, if the studios can actually, uh, take work from these writers and from these, uh, performers and reuse it and reuse it without paying them. That is essentially like a go ahead to every other company to start doing the same thing to regular people like you and me, right? who we can't afford. I mean, we're not, uh, you know, Dwayne Johnson or, you know, we, we can't afford to just not work for a long time. Sure. But, you know, so striking is a little bit different for us. So I do think everybody needs to pay attention, but I hope that all the billionaires just go down, man. Yeah, I think that, that, you know, especially over these last several years, we've seen more and more of a gap between the wealthiest and everyone else that's not on that very, very short list. And when you look at all these different industries, a lot of times you see that the function, like the job function that is closest to their ability to make the money, make the profit, is the most mistreated the least paid type of thing. So I think that this strike is very much needed. I think that they apps, I hope that they're able to, to make some real change. And I hope that they're able to like this and the Starbucks unionization that we've seen over the last couple of years, unions are starting to crop up again and they need to, I mean, not that they ever went away, but they, not that they ever went away, but there's been so much constant rhetoric against unions that I've, I've heard employers don't want unions because it means that the people who are the most wealthy and in my opinion, bring the least amount of value to an organization are just getting richer, taking taking more money. I mean, that gap is getting larger and larger. It, it, it absolutely is. And it's it, it just it's just so frustrating because you're right. I think, you know, I heard somebody say, you don't make a billion, you take a billion. Yeah. And I think that that's, to me, that resonated because it's like you, you only made it to this, you used people, you had to, yeah. you know, to get to this point. Pay people, I mean, Amazon, you know, and, and all of the things that we heard about Amazon for the last few years about, you know, running their employees to the ground and paying yeah. them very little. And it's like, you should pay, I don't know. I mean, there's no, there is no right answer that I'm ever going to come up with because there's a part of me that feels like a certain percentage of what a company makes should be allocated to the, to a team, to paying people. Um, yeah. I just, I'm so over it. So if we are, if, if, if we want to have any hope at all of working and, you know, not having our jobs completely turned upside down and more work for less pay. We all need to be more involved in this strike. Yeah. And well, maybe open to unions in general, yeah. because I don't know anybody who's a member of the Writers Guild or, you know, the Actors Guild or anything like that. But I know plenty of people, pretty much everybody, every working person that I know is just getting fucked. Yeah. Is getting paid, you know, way less than they should be for the job they're for the, doing for the job that they're doing while people who are at the top are doing very little 
since I feel like we're in this age of growing visibility around the importance of unions, I thought I'd just bring to you some general information about unions and some common misinformation that people love to throw at you to dissuade you, make you think that unions bad. Unions bad. Unions bad. Stay away from unions. Very rich employers. Good. <laughs> yes. Mm. Donald Trump good <laughs> unions I, I, bad I think of the child catcher from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang I've never like, seen no oh wait I think Jack, he's trying to like round up the children he's like ice cream oh wait no Jack put that on once and I was like this is a problem what's happening yeah he's like stealing the children to take yeah. them to the dungeon no I saw that that I would saw. be the yeah that would be the oh, the democratic today. pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Watch as the democratic pedophile rounds the children up with their song. <laughs> with his little net. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> with like a whole like truck or whatever it is, like a whole cart that he throws Ew. them in. Um, but that's a good movie. <laughs> okay. Yeah, if those actors are still around, they're striking today. Yeah. Oh, my. No. No. They're still in that dungeon. Poor, poor kids. Oh, good Lord. Jeremy, Jemima. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Jesus Christ. All right. So according to the U.S. Department of Labor, a labor union is when two or more employees join together to advance common interests such as wage, benefits, schedules, or other working conditions. They also point out the U.S. Department of Labor says, quote, labor unions improve wages and working conditions for all workers, whether they're union members or not. Unions help reduce wage gaps for women workers and workers of color, and union members have better job safety protections and better paid leave than non-union workers and are more secure exercising their rights in the workplace. I mean, on paper. It sounds fucking great, That right? sounds great. Why would an employer hate that, I wonder? I don't know. So uh, being in a union usually comes along with dues, and mm -hmm. dues are usually paid to the union, which is a nonprofit ent entity. And typically those dues just go back into running the union. Right. However, there are some uh, unions out there that use some dues for funding political action committees or other politicians who, in theory, support labor unions or furthering the cause of labor unions in our society. <laughs> <laughs> also, unions are made up in like a democratic body, right? So a democratic process is used to elect labor leaders and vote on different actions that a union might take. Yeah, it doesn't to me, it just sounds like it's, you know, your it's protection because obviously there's a history, not just in this country, but in the world of employers treating employees unfairly. Like shit. Like shit. A lot of shit. I know somebody who was working, doing a great job, getting great sort of exemplary uh, performance reviews. And then one day was just fired for no reason. Yeah. Wouldn't even give this person a reason. Wow. Why they were being termed other than it was just a business decision. And this person worked at the company for like seven years. Wow. And was planning to buy a house and all this stuff. And just like that, his employer completely upended everything, his wow. plans. And so I think that employers, unfortunately, because their their job is to focus on the money. Their job is to, according as far as they're concerned, their job is to make money. We need to make profits. Yep. I think that of course, people just become pawns at that point. Who's going to make me the most money? Who do we need to get rid of? Where can we cut the trim the fat? And I can't believe that in this day and age, an employer has the right to just without reason fire 
somebody. Yeah, just fuck up somebody's life. Like fucked up somebody's life. Um, you know, imagine if this person had a family or something like that. I mean, it's just so devastating. And and that's completely fine and legal. And I totally disagree with that. And I think that there should be more laws um, because when you are an employer, in my opinion, I think you are a little bit responsible for the people that you that work for you. You are absolutely not a little bit. You yeah. are responsible for the people that work for you. And you've got it. You're hiring people. Yeah, you're paying them, but they're they're making you money. They're doing a job for you. It's not a favor. Yeah. You know, so I am all about this concept of unions. I think it's really smart. And I think that it allows for this sort of thing to happen. You don't give us what we want. We stop working for you. Yeah. And we're protected in that. So fucking unions, man. There's Every- more of us than there is of them. Yes, that's and that is a perfect segue into the common bullshit that people love to throw out to make you think that unions are a bad idea. Unions bad. Yeah. Don't do that. The last thing you want to do is do that. Please don't do it. Please. <laughs> Please. Sir. Money. Me money. Me money. Yeah. yeah. I want it all and I don't want to do anything for it. Yes. Except for play putt putt in my I'm, office. <laughs> I'll become CEO. <laughs> <laughs> Off topic. I'm playing a dystopian future video game right now. <laughs> Why are you doing that now? Because <laughs> there's more. There's a lot of those out there. But um, it's like it's our it's our world. But basically, as we are now, we ruined the world <laughs> and accidentally made like all of these killer machines now. <laughs> Kind of. Yeah, it's kind of on the way. Yeah, but uh, so there's like some information from the past around and some people find it and try to interpret it or whatever. And these people find all of, you know, this information about companies and stuff and they find um, what they call CO. There's these people called COs and they're uh, very, very powerful <laughs> and they run all these things or whatever. So this dude who's like royalty in the new world takes the name CEO, but he's basically <laughs> like Elon Musk if he had to live in a futuristic, ignorant tribal society. Oh my God. He died heinously. We'll cut that. <laughs> it was so good. I... It's so funny that you bring up Elon Musk, too, because he's part of the fucking problem. He is a big problem. All these people who have no business being in the positions that they're they're in, they all just need to, like, them and Donald Trump can honestly just go... Just fuck off. Yeah, yeah somewhere fuck else. all the way off on your own island. I'll probably cut that out, but hey, I just thought, I don't know why I thought of CEO. I think that's <laughs> and hilarious. gruesome death. So You can keep that in. I don't give a shit. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's a video, what video game is it? It's Hor- uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Okay, interesting. CEO. CEO. Very comfortable. Bye bye. Very comfortable jobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucker. All right. So let's let's talk some common misinformation about unions. So first up is our workplace is awesome. You don't need a union. Uh, which no. And if that's true, <laughs> if you work at some mythical fucking place that's actually awesome, of which I don't know anybody who isn't just downing the Kool-Aid that that's actually a thing. Um, but if you do work in an awesome place, unions are actually a tool to keep it awesome because as we all know, companies change hands, leadership changes. And if you have an awesome leader who actually wants to do good things for the workforce, great. But if they leave and are replaced with, you know, one of the endless sociopaths that we have out (laughs) in, in the world, your benefits could change. Your working conditions could change and a union in place will make it so that you can 
keep your company culture, keep your benefits, keep yeah. your expectations as a worker in, in place. Because that makes a workplace awesome. It does. I don't need a pizza party or a fucking ball pit. I need money, more bitch. time off, better pay. And I need to, I need a little, I need work-life balance. Yeah. I, I'm not here. See, this is the thing. Workers are not here to work because that's what they want to do. Like whenever I hear somebody say, I want to work, I'm like, no, you don't. You want to make money, I think. Yeah. Maybe you do want to work. Maybe you enjoy your job. And that's great because that's rare that somebody loves their job so much that they, you know, they show up every day and they don't care what they make, whatever. But like, we all just want to go on vacation and we want to enjoy our families. Right. I, I don't want to give a shit about my job all the time. And I think places like Disney and, and others, big companies are, you know, oh, it's so prestigious to work here at Disney so we can pay you bullshit because you work, you at, work Disney. at Disney. Right. And it's like, no, you should actually pay them a lot. Be- and it should because be- Because you're Disney. Right. Because you that CEO it. makes, what, $130 million a year? No, the, the CEO of Disney is Bob Iger. And his, oh, okay. uh, his benefits package was $27 million, I think is what Damn, it was. That's pretty nice. Um, but I mean, you have, I mean, and that's, that's Disney and Warner Brothers, but you have others out there that are just making so much money. And it's, crazy. Totally. Pay your people. Right. Well, that's a great segue to the next point. You won't get paid as much if you're in a union. No. How do you come to that conclusion? It just That's just, I think, throwing scary shit at people and hoping it, it makes it stop. I actually heard that. Yeah. Uh, studies have shown that people in labor unions have a higher salary and benefits than non-union workers, period. Uh, so that's bullshit. Uh, another, another point. Unions don't have your best interests in mind. I don't understand how you could even make this claims claim because unions are democratic bodies made up of the workers. So you're literally voting on your best interests within yeah. this labor union. You are the union. You are the union. Another one is you don't have a voice if you unionize. You don't have a voice if you don't unionize. Correct. You are giving yourself a voice by unionizing. Yeah, you give yourself representation. Who exactly. can who can argue for your your uh what you need. Uh, workers won't be as productive if you unionize. And I've heard this one more in the form that people are going to stop doing their job and you're never going to be able to fire them if, if uh, they form a union. The truth of the matter is that studies have shown that one, union workforces make for more productive companies and two, a unionized workforce contributes to higher job satisfaction and consequently reduces turnover. Which is, which turnover, I mean, and I don't know a lot. Listen, I don't know a lot. I'm your silly little friend. <laughs> I did sort of manage a business before, and I know that turnover is the most frustrating and expensive thing yeah. uh, to, to manage because you have to allocate so many resources to training an individual, uh, getting them everything that they need right out the gate, um, all of this shit. It's so, and then you're taking other people from doing their jobs to try to make sure this person's doing their job. And it's such a risk and it's awful. The best case scenario is that you just, people stay there. Right. So why not just do the right thing and pay these people and get these people that are around forever that just know this company like the back of their hand and you don't have to worry about this stuff. I don't understand. Like, I really don't, Ashley. It makes no, me so mad. It is infuriating. But um, that's a stupid, like, these are all dumb claims. These are really dumb claims. Yeah. And our next, our next dumb claim, uh, joining a union means you'll be giving money to politicians that you don't agree with, which is 
not true, but it is complicated because we mentioned that some of the larger unions do use some dues to uh, make donations to political action committees and candidates. But if you're in an independent union, you can decide if you want to raise political funds or not. And also do your research. Who, if, if you are looking at joining a union that does make political contributions, who are they making those contributions to? Typically, they're going to be making those contributions to people who are pro-union. If there are other issues that you don't want to give because of that, I mean, take it into consideration. But something tells me that that's not going to be, I don't know, if you want to be in a union, something tells me <laughs> that the politician or political action committee they're donating to is probably up your alley. But hey, look, yeah. it, look it up. Google, and they're probably Google Democrats, it. I would imagine. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Uh, next up, if workers unionize, people will have to be laid off. This is a really fucked up one, and it's illegal. According to the Na uh, National Labor Relations Act, you can't threaten workers with layoffs if they're planning to unionize. And if this is something that happens, workers can file charges over it. Again, if you're an employer and you're mad about this, that is something that you need to explore why yeah. you're mad that maybe they feel like it's that you know maybe there's like a little bit of so you don't think that we're we you don't think that we're doing enough for you and I'm right. sure that that like is where it starts but I think that if I were an employer I would celebrate unions I would probably be that would be something I would want because I would want all of my team members to be satisfied yeah. And if you're not doing the job, then you're not doing the job and you should be let go. But if you are doing the job, then we need to meet your standards just like you need to meet ours. I think that I got in a fight with my last boss about this at one point about how like, you know, I there's this expectation that I meet all of your standards, everything that you need for me. And if I didn't do that, if I just like didn't show up to work, you know, or do this particular thing, my ass is on the line for that. Mm -hmm. But I have these expectations of you as my employer and you can say fuck all to all of that and there's no repercussions it is too far leaning on the employer side in my opinion yeah no it is they hold all the cards all the control and you are you you have nothing i don't think that this i don't think that the practices and the mindset that's that's prevalent right now in most every company is going to be sustainable long term because I don't think we're, the labor force is going to put up with it forever. But that's, hey, that's just me. Yeah. Um, another, another big <laughs> misconception. fake misconception, fake argument is that union dues are too expensive. Which I was is wondering what they are. I'm curious. I, I have some facts and figures yeah. for you. You have some facts and figures? I've got some facts and figures. I got some numbers for you. Yay. So I, this is an ironic argument because it's usually, it's coming from employers who want to give employees the absolute bare minimum for the job that they do. Um, and we've already talked about how unionized workers on average have better wages and benefits and protections on the job. In terms of union dues, they're typically around one and a half percent of a worker's salary. But keep in mind that on average, people in unions get paid about 20% more than people who aren't. So you're still making more money. Yeah. So if somebody came to me and said, if you, you know, it, you, buy pay dues in to the tune of one and a half percent of your of your salary but you are we are going to get you 20 percent more even if they said 15 or 15 percent more you're still i'd be like the, you're okay, netting something that's a pretty good fucking return i think i mean depend like i don't know i'm just doing the math really quick because that that does intrigue me like that's not what i 
expected. You said one and a half percent of salary. It's typically right? one and a half percent of salary. So assuming, let's just assume you make eighty thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Um, that's twelve hundred bucks a year that you're paying to your union. And I don't know if that's done every paycheck, but that's less than fifty dollars a paycheck. Yeah. And how much are you spending on health insurance? Right. And is that making you any money? Like, does that, does paying that, you know, even if we pay health insurance dues and then, uh, and then we go for an annual checkup that's supposed to be covered and you still end up getting a bill or two bills after the fact for general tests that they ran to make sure that you're fucking healthy. Like, I mean, it's, you, you, it sounds worth it. it, To me, it is worth it because then even using the statistics that you gave, if you make $80,000 a year and you get a 20% increase because the fact that you're now unionized, that takes you up to almost six figures. You're at 96,000 at that point. And you're actually still only paying about 55 bucks a paycheck. So it only goes up uh, a little bit, but you're still making so much more money. You're just making so much more money and you are protected to continue to make that money, to continue to have probably a better PTO and benefits package as well. Yeah. Better work-life balance. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know why you wouldn't want a union. I mean, I do think that employees also need to do the job that they are asked to do. I yeah. do totally agree with that. I don't think, you know, you hear people say nobody wants to work anymore. First off, nobody wants to work, but if your team isn't working for you, that's your problem. You need to address that. You're not a very good manager. Right. And as we're going through some of these, we've already seen that unions that improve conditions make for a happier workforce, a more productive workforce. So it's like no one is, I'm sorry that you can't squeeze more money out of your people, but if you just fucking pay them and take care of them, they're going to be happier and in turn take care of you better. Right. Right. So fuck off. Yeah, fuck off. Fuck off. Go find your own union. Speaking of money. Billionaire union, and you can all just jerk each other off. Oh, God. On some island somewhere. Gross. (laughs) (laughs) You, like, imagined it. I didn't go there. That was a visual that I did not need. (laughs) So uh, we're almost done with with our list, but we have now companies close because workers unionize. Really? Yeah, because you're just going to cost us so much money. We're going to go under. Well, you shouldn't be open if that's if that's going to do it for you. But most companies that go under are non-union and companies close for economic re- reasons, not because of unions. So that's just yeah. come on. Um, my my final my final misinformation about unions. Most union bosses are corrupt. There have been corrupt union leaders in the media in the past. But it totally overlooks the fact that there are thousands of ethical uh, union leaders that are not in the spotlight at all. And also, there are corrupt figures in nearly every single job out there. Even, you know, there are corrupt cashiers that are like, $3 for you, $2 $2 for me. (laughs) You know, it's there's, there's fucking corruption everywhere. And those people hopefully are found out. Also, if you have a union leader that seems to be doing an unethical job or a shitty job, that's where it goes back to, it's a democratic body. Vote that person out. Right. And and if you stack, if you put together a union leader mm-hmm. and your employer, anybody that's listening, the chances of the union leader being more corrupt than your employer, and my from my perspective is significantly low. Yeah. Like that's that this is somebody that that you don't work for. They're working essentially for you to help make sure that you are 
you know, getting uh, everything that you need in your job. I, I think that the wage thing is really interesting because what we've been seeing, like especially at the beginning of the pandemic to now, mm-hmm. is people demanding more higher wages. And in some cases, getting that. But in turn, the company is saying, we're not cutting into profits for this shit. Yeah. We need to still make the grow from last year. Because if you're not growing, if you're not fucking growing by 20%, you know, you're doomed, according to these these people. That's yeah, not true. Which is wild, because like 20% growth is a lot. That's ridiculous. It, it's too much. You can do that a few years in a row. But there comes a moment where you have to plateau because something isn't something you can't grow any further, at least right. that quickly. But what they do is they say, all right, I'll give you two or three more dollars an hour. But we're increasing the cost of our service as well. So that all you're, you're not doing any good. You are literally making the economy more expensive while you're trying to get, you know, give people these shitty little raises. Right. So you still look at it, you know, to your shareholders at the end of the year, because you've made more money than you did last year and you paid your employees more. So seemingly on paper, oh, look, see, we did the right thing, but you didn't. All that's happening is that our, our money is just getting less and less valuable as all of this happens as a sort of price gouging. And I'm not even going to call it inflation because it's not inflation. It's fucking price gouging yeah. and low wages. It so, is. Oh, it makes me so mad. Yeah. How do we change it? Everybody needs to unionize. It's very, it's very, very hard. Can we do that here? We can't do that in Arizona, right? No, I think you can do it everywhere. Well... Arizona's fucked up. I'm not. I'm not sure how it would work here, but I. I think that labor unions still exist here. See, I know nothing. Yeah. Well, it's so poo-poo. You know. Yeah. It's called the. We're called a right-to-work state. Yeah. There's this. This. The wage gaps and the constant growth that everybody's expecting, just eternal year-over-year growth, is not. That's not realistic. That's not. That's not possible. No. And everybody, they put so much on the stock market. If your stocks dip. Oh my God. Everybody's dying. Because you, because people panic and start selling their stocks so that it doesn't get lower. Like it's, and it's such a shitty way to try to determine whether or not a company is successful. And I fucking hate it so much. I almost wish like, I don't know how you get rid of that entire system, but it's that greed of, we have to grow by this much every single year. And so they're pricing themselves out. Yeah. And then when they don't make it, they have to sort of issue these shareholder letters saying, hey, we didn't reach our goals, which makes everybody go, well, why didn't you? And then now you're under pressure as the company or as the president of this company, because you have to, you know, you have to figure out why you didn't make as much as you did or make more than you did last year. And everybody's looking at you. And I, I don't know. I think, I think that, I think these companies going public the way that, you know, that they do, I think is just fucking bad. It yeah. just makes it so much harder for you to be honest and to pay people what they deserve because all you're looking at is your profit and sometimes to get that you have to cut people out yeah well and it's also it's it's also the fact that you have like there's the expectation that you are going to receive more profit every year every quarter more 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 yeah Uh, and my hope is that we labor unions will become more prevalent than than they are now that they'll be more of the norm in the future and hopefully that will be the first step towards looking at things in terms of how do we take care of our people really well how do we make the the company profitable yeah long term and leave it at that yeah 
this better, 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 better. Look at athletes. You're not, you're not going to, you're not going to be progressively better at your whatever physical sport that you're in over, over time. Right. You're going to plateau and at some point you might decline because age. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It's things, some major fundamental things in our society need to start changing. And I think that labor unions, adoption of labor unions needs to be one of them. I think it, I think it also, yeah, I I totally agree with that. And I think it starts with us who we need to, I think, send some clear messages, which again, I love that the strike, the strikes are happening the way they are because so far they haven't backed down. Mm -hmm. And I really hope that the, the writers guild and that SAG can hold out as long as they can. But I also think that, I think we just need to keep being more vocal about how shitty people are on the top. Yeah. You know, I thought it was hilarious when those, um, when those billionaires, uh, the five billionaires imploded in the Atlantic. Um, (laughs) sorry. Yeah. I mean like, for days, everybody was just fucking making idiots. fun of them. And if you were a billionaire out there, you better be fucking nervous. If the, if the entire world was laughing at these people for their dumb choice, um, that should make you a little bit nervous. Like, we, I, don't, we don't, I don't think they're self-aware enough to be nervous. Probably not. <laughs> but and they probably just assume we all worship the ground they walk on. But Oh, yeah. Because some people do. Some people do. Yeah. Those, those good old boys who love... Elon Musk, he's such a good businessman. Donald Trump is such a good businessman. We will absolutely do an episode on the misinformation of Elon Musk being A, a good businessman, and B, a genius. Yeah. (sighs) Vomit. I don't... We should call the episode Musk We. <laughs> Yay, puns. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Jack asked Chat GPT to write her puns about veterinary shit the other day. And it was fucking Did nuts. Were any of them good? They were like so bad. They're entertaining kind of a thing. That's hilarious. I'll have to ask her to get those out for you later. But anyway, no, I love that. I mean, support the writer's strike. Yeah. And the, now the actor's strike as this well. Egg, yep. And well, and just when you're seeing these things too, again, consider what the impact will be on you. I yeah. always look at that sort of stuff when I'm seeing things happen that are in the mainstream. What is it going to do to us? We see a lot of really good stuff happening from uh, Hollywood that makes a difference. You know, everything, everywhere, all at once, winning the landslide Oscars that it did and yeah. having all of this sort of spotlight on Asian culture. And anytime that we have these stories about people in our community, you know, and and movies and where they actually cast gay people to play gay people, <gasps> fucking fig- go figure. Yes. But when they do that stuff or casting, casting a deaf uh, actor to play a deaf person. Another gasp. Oh, no. Those are silly things to some people, but it's actually making others feel represented and feel more confident. And then they can they can do more with their lives because they're being seen and their stories are being told. So I do like I hold I care a lot about what happens in that industry Mm -hmm. because it's just like I'm obsessed with all of that stuff. But it does mean a lot. So hopefully, I mean, I don't know what's going to I don't know the outcome is going to be. I'm really nervous because I know at some point these people are going to start running out of money. I mean, I just told you. Well, there are funds out there. If you don't follow um, Adam Conover, mm. he is. I love that he he called this shit months ago. Actually, well, he's, um, I know he's part of the. He's part of the union. Yep. He's a, he's a, one of the captains of of the strike. Yeah, I think I love him. Um, he is doing a really great job of posting regular updates to his Instagram and other. He's he's very very much a, a forward facing member of the like news of the strike. So check him out. He's he's a good source, but yeah, look. I love to show Adam ruins everything. If yeah, you ever watched I, ha- it. I haven't, but I've I've heard a lot. It was about really him. good. 
He actually did one on award seasons for, for Hollywood and he ripped it to shreds, but it was like very informative and it's yeah. all very political, obviously. Yeah, he, ha- he has a podcast about misinformation as well. Oh, so we're in competition with Adam Conover. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, if Don't we, laugh. We'll if, be there one day. Okay. All right. I mean, if you're out here, there, Adam. Here we come. <laughs> I mean, we don't want to be. In, I actually do love Adam Conover. No, he's, he's very cool. He's he is he is great. But f- definitely follow him if you want more information about the strike and why it's important. But you know, support this strike. But also look at look at how this strike is going. Why why it's happening and what the union is seeking to do. And then think about your your profession, your job, and how it could be improved if if you were part of a labor union. Yeah. Yourself. Yeah. And then uh, and then go out and change the world. That easy. Yeah. It's that easy, guys. Yeah. Fucking tell those billionaires where to shove it. Damn right. Damn right. I have hope. I have hope, too. I think that I think they're going to do it. The point that I was about to make when I brought up Adam Conover is that there are funds um, out there. I don't have it in front of me, but there are. There are funds to help people with mortgage and rental assistance so you don't lose your home during the strike. So they are they are trying to combat that. For the like what the funds, what how much they have, you mean? Oh, not how much they have, just that there are people donating to oh, these, yeah. these funds to help with rental and mortgage oh, yeah. assistance during this time so people don't lose their housing. Yeah. And again, these are going to the no name people that you yeah, don't know. Yeah, the people know. that can't pay for shit, not the people that you do know. Yeah. Like who are also, some of those big name celebrities are donating to are, help yeah. out, um, and that's amazing. It's just, uh, it's just, it's just so wild. It's like it's not a, it wasn't a huge ask, you know, no. what they wanted. No, it, it's, it's, it's not. But hopefully today we were able to inform you about labor unions and why the strike is important. And just to catch up with you guys. <laughs> yeah. How are you? Tell me about you. Yeah. You should send us an email. Yeah. Telling us how much you support the strikes. Yeah. <laughs> or at, anything about unions. I don't know. Where yeah. If you just want to like say hi, you can email us at misinfolovestory at gmail.com. I don't think we still don't. Can somebody just send us, um, can somebody just send us some, an email? Yeah, Any email? To make sure it works. Yeah. We I mean, I'm pretty it sure it does. Work. We get a lot of junk. <laughs> yeah, we get a lot of junk email. I did have somebody say they were thinking about writing in. <laughs> Maybe we'll get one. We I don't might, know. I, we, might be, we might be close. We might be close. But until that time. I mean, so long. Well, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll probably keep updated on this as well. Yeah, yeah. We might we might do a follow up episode on this. I'm sure there's going Whenever to it results. And yeah, when it, it maybe when it resolves or if there's a big development that has lots of misinformation in it, then we'll definitely do uh, a follow up and, and yeah. see how things are going. And uh, do yourself a favor. Watch Beautician and the Beast. Watch Beautician and the Beast. Starring support. SAG president Fran Drescher. <laughs> and watch her speech. Oh, it's yeah. So good. Her speech is amazing. It's really good shit. Yeah. I love her. She's great. I didn't even know she was in that position until that happened. And I was like, wow. It was um, the woman who held it before her was on Little House on the Prairie. What was, was she her Nelly? name? Um, I don't, I never watched it. I did. Um, I bet you did. Uh, Melissa Gilbert was oh, her okay, name. Oh, okay, okay. And she played... That's the only re- name I remember, unfortunately, from Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. Is Nellie, because Nellie was a bitch. Was she? She was a bitch. She was like the, um, you know, the evil character, like the the nemesis, you know, the the school bully, the town, the town, 
bitch. I never watched it. I wish I, now I kind of wish I did because then I would know what you were talking about. Um, I'm trying to find what her character was because I think she was Laura Ingalls. Well, I hope that this was fun. Yeah. I had a good time. Yeah, it was good. And go have that gummy I talked about. Yeah, I think I'm going to do the same. <laughs> <sighs> well, everybody. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Misinformational Love Story is hosted by Jeremiah Parker and Ashley Fournier. The show is produced by Lou Jay's Productions, LLC. Our cover art illustration is by Matt Parker at Pop Kill Art. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The views expressed on Misinformation, a Love Story are host opinions and feature quotes from other media sources. The content in this podcast should not be taken as undisputable facts.